2: episode 182 of the aggressive progressive podcast i thought these guys liked the constitution let's start the show we are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity welcome to the aggressive progressive podcast i'm your host chris hahn thank you for liking rating reviewing subscribing telling your friends about the podcast hope you had a great week don't forget to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. As long as there still is a Twitter. And I'm at Christopher Hahn and Y on Instagram. I'm doing more on Instagram lately. So check me out there. And ChristopherHahn.com is the website. All right. I think, you know, look, I didn't want this to be a podcast about Donald Trump every week and how bad he is. But the man is the presumptive Republican nominee for president. He's clearly the front runner, right? Uh, you know, you want to talk about Ron DeSantis. Give me a break. He's not going to win a primary against Donald Trump. Donald Trump is full on losing his mind or full on just showing his fascist cards. The man over the weekend suggested that we terminate the constitution of the United States of America and, Install him as president. He's putting out all these things about, well, if there's undisputed facts that an election has been stolen, the other party should be declared the winner or there should be a redo. Now, I don't know, 62 court cases found there was no problems with the election, including many judges appointed by you and and many Republican judges and including the United States Supreme Court that didn't take the case up. So uh, I don't know who is undisputed here. There's been lots of disputes of what you claim There is no dispute that the election of 2020 was fair, but frankly, debating the 2020 election at this point in time is kind of ridiculous anyway, being that you think you're going to run for president this year, which I mean, again, you know, he's the presumptive front runner. I'm still doubting whether or not he runs. I think part of it has to do with wanting to stay out of criminal liability for some of the other things he's done in his life. I'm not even talking about what he did as president, frankly, really not. I I find it hard to believe that he'll face any real consequences for inciting an insurrection, even though he should. But, I mean, you know, we're just getting over a week where, you know, he invites Kanye and this Fuentes character. By the way, Kanye, you know, everybody wants to talk about his mental health issues. I, I don't, I'm sorry, you don't get a pass. I am the grandson of two Holocaust survivors It is something I grew up understanding. Uh, It it was one of the worst things that ever happened. Kanye praising Hitler. It's just horrible. And this Nick Fuentes character. By the way, when Alex Jones is telling you, hey man, you better calm down, You, you know there's a problem. This Fuentes character though, this is another one. I don't understand how conservatives choose their leaders, who they follow. This is a guy who is a voluntary celibate, I guess. And he's not a priest. I mean, I look, it has been said that part of the problem creating all these radicals in the Middle East is that young men are sexually frustrated by the morality laws that their countries put upon them, and it leads them to become dangerous. And there's been books written about that here, about how that could be possible here because... You know, the new way people meet is online and there's only certain people who are attractive online and they get the lion's share of dates and then most people don't get any. So we have a whole generation of involuntary celibate men who become dangerously radicalized and they're probably what makes up most of the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers who, by the way, uh, are going to jail. Rhodes is going to jail. Guilty of seditious conspiracy. For those of you who say there was no sedition on January 6th, none of you listening to me say that. But yeah, I I think that these guys who are sexually frustrated, and I think this Fuentes guy is that, right? I think his racism and anti-Semitism and anti-feminism, it's clearly derived from a sexual frustration if you listen to him. And I, this is the first I've ever really listened to anything he's done, right? I've heard about him. I've read tweets about him. I've read articles about him. But when this happened, and he really just was this complete anti-Semite meeting with Trump, I looked into him a little deeper. And he's also a celibate. Which, again, voluntary, involuntary, or maybe he doesn't want to admit who he is out of self-hatred i think if he admitted who he was and acted upon that he'd be a lot happier and less racist i think that uh i think that's part of his problem and uh, you know again i don't want to go down that road i know i'm probably getting in trouble for it i probably already said stuff i shouldn't have said but this is what i feel i i think that young men need to interact with women and or men they need to interact sexually and I think sexual frustration leads to a lot of bad behavior among men. And I think that we've ex- we've seen it out of the Middle East and we see it here in the United States of America. Uh, we see it. And I'm not excusing it. I think it's horrible. Um, And, and you know, again, uh, there have been people who spoke more eloquently on this than I have. And books that have been written and articles that have been written, I encourage you to, to look it up. But Nick Fuentes is a classic case of it. You know, I mean go out and go on a date and you know, with a guy or a girl, or whatever. I don't know what you are. I'm not gonna assume he's gay, um or straight, but go out and be with somebody and maybe you'll calm down. I I, I just it's it's disgusting to me the things he says. And it's disgust dis- more, what's more disgusting about these guys, and I, I I wasted too much time talking about them. What is most disgusting to me is the lack of condemnation by mainstream Republicans, elected members of the United States Senate and House of Representatives, and governors around this country, who should be calling out Donald Trump for even sitting down with those racists, including Kanye, who was praising Hitler the next day on Infowars. I mean, this is kind of ridiculous that they are of a party that won't even do that. I guess I digressed here because I really wanted to talk about the Constitution and how Trump has no respect for our Constitution. Now, now let me ask you this, and and when you're having a conversation, let me prepare you for a conversation with your conservative relatives over Christmas who are going to agree that the Constitution should be suspended. When you suspend the Constitution, you also suspend the Second Amendment. And if I was a tyrant trying to take away guns, that would be the time to do it, right? So Donald Trump wants to suspend the Constitution, make himself absolute ruler, and take away the guns, too, by the way. Without the Constitution, there is no Second Amendment. Do they understand this in Trump land that Donald Trump has called for the termination of the Second Amendment? just want to be very clear right now who they are. That's who they are. They don't believe in rights. You could terminate the Constitution to make him king. You terminate the Constitution to do anything. If there's no Constitution, you have no rights. And now I know these rights come to us from God. But they are enforced by the Constitution of the United States. And when you run for office in this country, you swear an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Donald Trump is a domestic enemy of the Constitution. He does not believe in the Constitution, and he has actively tried to overthrow it on more than one occasion. And he is actively trying to do that right now. Actively. January 6th was a dress rehearsal for him. He will try to do it again.
1: We need to be very,
2: very clear who these people are. They don't believe in any rights. Not just the rights we care about. They don't care about the rights their own people care about. Tyrants. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and come back, talk a little bit about Georgia, uh, and uh, wrap up the show. No guests today, just me, short and sweet. Hope you're loving it. All right, I'm back. Yeah, no, I do think that guys like Nick Fuentes, uh, they need to go out on a date. <laughs> they need to, um, yeah, they need to have some sweet release with somebody that cares about them. That's just uh, just my thought. I don't know. It's part of why they're so angry. Um, All right, let me follow up here. Um, some of you are listening to this on Tuesday which is the day for the runoff election in Georgia for the United States Senate. Let me give you my prediction. Warnock is going to win, and it's not going to be that close. I'm thinking he's going to win by five points, which, you know, back in the old days would be close. But in today's day and age, in a state like Georgia, not too close, right? Five points at least. I would say five to eight. I don't see how people come out to vote for, you know, Herschel Walker, Look, Republicans put out a tweet over the weekend. Uh, We need to vote for somebody who shares our value. Vote for Herschel Walker. He doesn't share your values, Republican Party. Are your values beating up your wife or spouse or girlfriend or significant others? Because that's what Herschel's values are. Is your values paying for and driving them to the abortion clinic? I thought you were pro-life Republicans. He doesn't share Republicans' values. So now you're basically you're basically left with died in the wool conservatives who don't want Democrats to have power for any reason at all showing up to vote in Georgia. And then Democrats who are super mobilized and independents are not voting for Herschel Walker. They are breaking heavily Towards Raphael Warnock. And if you look at the early vote. I mean they are way behind right now. Republicans that is. No I, I think that. Raphael Warnock's going to win. And I think it's going to be called by 11 o'clock on Tuesday. I don't think it's going to be that close. Control of the Senate is not at play here. Uh, what are you, you telling me? I got to come out and vote for Herschel Walker. So that. Republicans can maybe delay judicial nominees but not necessarily stop them. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to work today. (laughs) Maybe they should have, like, allowed Republicans to vote absentee. Maybe if Republicans weren't so dead set against stopping people from voting absentee or by mail or early. But that's not the case anymore. Republicans got to show up on election day or you're not a Trumper. And what if something happens on election day? What if your car doesn't start? What if you got to work? What if your kid has a cold? What if it's raining? Yeah. Yeah. Great strategy. It's over. Uh, Herschel Walker being nominated by the Republicans is a joke. He not only doesn't share their values, he doesn't even comprehend their values. I almost feel bad talking about Herschel Walker. He has presented himself as pretty much none, you know, he does not comprehend basic things that you need to understand to be a senator. I worked in the U.S. Senate. I know what a senator is. I worked with senators who I did not agree with on the other side of the aisle, but who I had the utmost respect for, who were clearly knowledgeable the Senate is supposed to be the cooling saucer of the Republic. And they nominated somebody who just doesn't get it. So what is he, just a rubber stamp on Republican policies? What if those policies are bad for Georgians? Why would anybody vote for him? Again, you listen to Trump, you followed him down the rabbit hole, and now you're paying the price for it. I, for one, couldn't be happier. So congratulations, Raphael Warnock. Now, if I'm wrong, I guess I'll put up another short and sweet episode sometime later in the week. But I don't think I'm going to be wrong here. So congratulations, Senator Warnock. I'm just going to say it right now. I'm calling the election right now as I tape this on Monday night. I'm calling it for Raphael Warnock. All right. I want to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there. I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Caesar's Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesar's rewards.